Hi, this is Philip. Before we begin today, I just wanted to let everyone know that we will be moving our podcast to a new hosting service. Your podcast feed will continue to function and you should not have to do anything. If you listen via a podcasting app, you won't notice anything different. If you visit our website, you may notice some things have changed, but as always, that's where you'll be able to find old episodes and links in our show notes. Thank you for listening. God bless your time in His Word today. You will keep in perfect peace those whose minds are steadfast because they trust in you. Isaiah 26 verse 3. Welcome to Canaan Bound Podcast, a podcast designed to offer the Christian rest during life's journey. Canaan Bound Podcast features devotional segments by pastors serving in the Wisconsin Evangelical Lutheran Synod and music by various Christian artists who support our teaching. My name is Philip, and this is episode number 155. We begin today with a devotion from Pastor Tom Barthel, his Beard 133. Perfect peace amid unrest. So, what's up next for this year of unrest? The CDC and many others have been listing increased stress as a possible result of the pandemic. This is perhaps the most widespread contagion so far. And the symptoms include many things from poor sleep, increased anxiety, and worries of the heart. I'm not a medical doctor, but I do know what a person can take to combat the spiritual effects of stress. It is something which God invites you to eat. It's not a pill or special food diet. It is divine food and bread from heaven. It revives the weary soul. The Lord is a perfect chef. He has prepared a heavenly food which works miracles. His gospel. His word will bring you a peace that surpasses all understanding. It promotes peace for the heart. Those who feed on it will find they can face life's greatest threats without fear. Those who trust in the Lord will renew their strength, and the gospel will never fail you. Those who feed on it can remain steadfast, even if the mountains begin to shake and this world begins to burn. I've lately heard many people express their fears and concerns and struggles, but I've also heard many sharing how their diet has been working. They have fed on the gospel in word and sacrament, and remain steadfast and spiritually healthy despite any disruptions to their life. They know this heavenly food sustains their hearts. That's because the gospel promises us that we are loved by God. It reveals that God cares so deeply for us that he was willing to lay down his life and sacrifice for us. It reminds us that we are part of an eternal plan of God's rescue for sinners. The gospel assures us that nothing, not angels, demons, or even death itself, can separate us from God's love in Jesus our Lord. It invites us to cast our worries on the God who cares for us. It promises a present protection provided by the Lord and his angels to keep us from all evil. It reveals that all our bad experiences will work out in the end for our good. It promises us a future rest from all of our troubles, an everlasting rest which far outweighs all our present suffering. It shows us the plan of God to restore our bodies back from death and bring us to his perfect home. The gospel even invites us to ask for anything, knowing God will provide a good answer 
and hold nothing good back from us. All this provides strength to persevere, removes our fears, and gives us a peace that overwhelms every fear. It's a perfect peace from the Lord, who is trustworthy, our everlasting rock. We are sharers of heavenly food and heavenly joy, peacemakers amid life's storms. That's why we exist as a body of believers and gather with others. We were made for such a time as this. May this year of unrest lead many more to find everlasting rest. From Isaiah chapter 26. You preserve perfect peace for the person whose resolve is steadfast, because he trusts in you. Trust in the Lord forever, for Yah, the Lord, is the eternal rock. Next up, we have Koine with, I am trusting you, Lord Jesus. Koine has some new turnkey worship albums that you can find at koinemusic.com. As we come before our holy and almighty God, we can clearly see that we have fallen short of his expectation and demand for perfection. We have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. To whom do we turn? I am trusting you, Lord Jesus, trusting only you, trusting you for full salvation, free right to put your trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. He alone has lived a perfect life, never once sinning against the will of God the Father. We bring our sins to him and leave them at the foot of his cross.
covers you with his robe of righteousness and purity, giving you the strength and ability to live a new life of thanksgiving and praise. Let us trust in Christ alone to guide us through this life and into the next. Trusting in Christ's free and full forgiveness and his promise that we are at peace with our holy God, let us praise the Lord. Next up, we have a devotion from 1 Peter. This one is titled, Humble Yourself. These devotions were written by Pastor Mark Falk, and today they will be read by me. 1 Peter 5, verses 1 through 6. Humble yourself under God's mighty hand. To the elders among you, I appeal as a fellow elder, a witness of Christ's suffering, and one who also will share in the glory to be revealed. Be shepherds of God's flock that is under your care, serving as overseers, not because you must, but because you are willing, as God wants you to be. Not greedy for money, but eager to serve, not lording it over those entrusted to you, but being examples to the flock. And when the chief shepherd appears, you will receive the crown of glory that will never fade away. Young men, in the same way, be submissive to those who are older. All of you, clothe yourselves with humility towards one another, because God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. Humble yourselves, therefore, under God's mighty hand, that he may lift you up in due time. My favorite coach just admitted something interesting. He admitted to having a healthy ego. He asserted that it was impossible to carry on without one. Interesting. And true? Probably. If ego means confidence in abilities that are real, satisfaction in hard work, and the ability to chase and accomplish high goals, it is hard to condemn a healthy ego. But what about ego and God? What now when we stand before the one who gave us every ability and trait that has led to whatever success we enjoy? faced with tasks and challenges, competing in the marketplace of ideas and jobs, it would be debilitating to deny the gifts God has given us. But they are all gifts, aren't they? Even a high EQ, or emotional quotient, which some say is more important than IQ, even this is a gift of God. When we stand in the world, we need not be arrogant to be the best we can be. We do need, perhaps, to assess what we have given, been given in terms of talent, drive, and opportunity, and strive to reach as far as we can. Isn't this simply good stewardship? Does anything less glorify the giver of all of our gifts? But again, what about God? Peter speaks to the elders, or leaders, and those who follow, those with authority, and those under authority. He encourages those who lead to lead well. In particular, he tells shepherds or pastors to serve as overseers with a willing servant heart. He tells those under authority, in particularly the young, to submit willingly. It is hard to lead well. It is even harder to follow well. 
ego can easily get out of control. My favorite coach has learned to control his ego a bit. For example, he has reined in his anger, and he has said, it is not about me, it is about the team. I know this coach professes to be a Christian. Perhaps his faith is the answer for an ego that is healthy and that moves others to say he is devoid of ego. But what about God? Before God, all ego must disappear. There is nothing we have that has not been given. I look around my house and find almost every piece of furniture I treasure is a hand-me-down from one side of the family or the other. I may take care of these things, but I cannot hold on to them forever. I hope that my children will also treasure them. Some may carry real monetary value. At the very least, they have an emotional attraction for me. But they were all given to me. I have refinished a few and perhaps decreased their value, but beyond that, just gifts from family and from God. Any pride I have in them ought to morph into humbly thanking the giver. So is my sinful nature offended at the thought of humbling myself before God? Have I not worked hard? Have I not saved? Have I not taken care of the things given me? Have I not studied and developed my talents? Still, all comes from God. Humbling oneself before God will happen, either voluntarily, by the gift of His Spirit, or forcibly, as I face the judgment seat. Peter is still talking about the cross. What if we must, after serving God with all our heart, join our Savior in bearing a heavy cross? What if some of his readers lost their property, or were imprisoned, or martyred? What if these things are happening today, in the far corners of the 21st century world? What if they should happen here? In the middle of this is this name, the Chief Shepherd. This is Jesus. Having purchased us as his lambs and sheep with the high price of the cross, he now shepherds us from his throne in heaven and is with us here on earth, knowing that will embolden our new man to humble itself in joyful service. The mighty hand of God is also the loving hand of our shepherd. Next up we have To Tell the Story with Luke Italiano. The King is Coming Home. The King is Coming Home. He stands on the mountain, saying goodbye to his chosen soldiers, those who will march on after he has left them, after he has joined them in ways that they can't quite yet comprehend. He looks in each of their eyes, and with joy he says, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. And with that, the king departed to come home. He lifts up into the sky and his soldiers watch him go, wondering until a cloud hid him from sight. But two more soldiers from the king's homeland, two angels, came to them. Men of Galilee, why do you stand here looking into the sky? This same Jesus who has been taken from you into heaven will come back in the same way you have seen him go into heaven. And the soldiers went back rejoicing to Jerusalem. They would battle on, 
now that their king has won the victory. But the king? Oh, the king returns triumphant. He had gone to slay the ancient enemy. He went to die and bleed for the enemy's slaves to win them back. And he has succeeded. He marched victorious from his grave. He stomped the serpent's head. And now he returns home. The host lines the golden streets, and they shout as he returns home, Alleluia! Praise and glory! And the king with scarred hands marches to the throne as the host worships. You are worthy because you were slain, and with your blood you purchased men for God from every tribe and language and people and nation. You have made them to be a kingdom and priests to serve our God, and they will reign on the earth. And the king, he bowed before his father, and the father smiled. You have never seen joy like this. The father motions, and the king sits on his throne, his nail-scarred hands grasping the arms of that mighty chair. The host cannot keep silent. They sing with voices that bring glory to their king. Worthy is the lamb who was slain to receive power and wealth and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and praise. And the soldiers who had spent their lives on earth and fought the good fight, they burst in praise. They are not alone. Every angel, every voice in heaven joins together to sing. To him who sits on the throne and to the Lamb, be praise and honor and glory and power forever and ever. Amen. The king has come home. Brothers and sisters, today is Ascension Day. This is no little feast. This is the day that we celebrate that the king takes back his throne that the king sits in heaven, enthroned. And this king will return for you. And this story is true. We end our time together this week with another song from Koine's Turnkey Worship album. This is Jesus Shall Reign Where'er the Sun. i
Have been listening to Canaan Bound Podcast. This podcast was first shared in October of 2020. We would like to thank Koine for letting us share their music with you this week. Koine can be found at koinemusic.com. Beard133.com is where Pastor Tom Barthel writes and speaks his blog posts and devotions. Find out more at beard133.com. To tell the story, was produced by Luke Italiano and can be found at breadforbeggars.com. If you don't have a church home, we would encourage you to find one. You can use the locator at wells.net to find the closest ministry location near you. Thank you for listening. God bless your week.